Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Biker Chick Chat. I'm your host, Biker Bethany, and I'm on a mission to find female riders from all over the planet to find out their stories of how they got into the motorcycle world. And on today's episode, I'm speaking with Whit Mazza from Wisconsin in America. She's an absolute inspiration doing long distance enduro riding. She covered 48 states in just eight days. What an incredible woman. You're really going to enjoy her stories of being on the road with her Pan America. Let's jump straight into it. Hey, Wit, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. Absolutely. Well, I've just got to know, what is it like being a long distance endurance rider? I mean, that's amazing. It's something I'm still learning. I feel like I'm a newbie in an upcoming long distance rider because I've only done long distance rides for since 2020. Okay. So I feel like there's so much more that I need to learn. I need to know how to do, but it's sure. it's addicting. Is it? Oh my gosh. So what is it that got you into that? What is it that you love so much with doing the long distance? Um, so I was introduced to Wendy Crockett. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. She actually won the Iron Butt Rally here in, I think it was 2019, but she did a webinar or like a little mini conference and spoke about, you know, what to eat and what to drink and how to prepare for long distance riding. And I was like, well, this is cool. This is something I can look into. And so with her introduction to it, I decided that summer, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to do a thousand miles in a day on my bike. And so I had a little Sportster 883 and it's not the most ideal bike to ride long distance. (laughs) Most people think, but it's the only bike I had. So I was like, you know what, why not? Decided to do it. And after I completed that ride, I was like, I love doing this I need to do more of this and so from then on it's just like okay what else can I do where else can I go so yeah that's so cool oh my god so is it because it must be one of those things that when you're doing it you get to a point and you're thinking this actually just hurts now it's not really maybe that much fun anymore like my bum's hurting (laughs) (laughs) there's certain points of it yeah where Vaseline is my best friend for for certain days that there's only so much that you can partake in, but you just got to keep pushing because there's an end goal in mind and that's what keeps pushing me forward. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess it is that, isn't it? I mean, 
I, I had a few experiences when I was on my trip through through the summer oh, where awesome. I just I needed to get to this destination and I'm mm-hmm. thinking I've had enough of riding today this is <laughs> I just need to get there I just need to get there and I had to really tell myself that so to to plan like I wouldn't necessarily plan to do that it's just when you're on a trip things just you know you don't ever know where you're gonna be do you so do you actually plan like right I've got to get to here in this amount of time and stuff like that yeah I go total type a so I have a whole excel spreadsheet of each day and each gas stop and how long it's going to take me and how much my breaks are I get probably to a point where it's a little too much but the more planning I can do and the more preparation the easier the day is so I know like I'm on time oh I'm ahead of time oh I have to make up I'm a little bit behind schedule or something like that that it just helps me plan and gives me that peace of mind so I I definitely plan to t but I could go out and ride if I wanted to but it just makes it easier on myself to get out yeah. all of the details so yeah, yeah sure I guess because you've got that that kind of like that mileage in mind like I need to get to hit in this time Mm -hmm. you do need to know roughly how many hours a day or miles or whatever yeah yes absolutely so for me the more I can plan it the more I can write it out it just helps me understand what I can do within a certain amount of time and makes it a whole lot easier so I like yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool and so it all starts so you just you could jump straight in with an iron butt and then you just went a bit more extreme from there I took it to probably the next level more than what others had been started into the iron butt association so when I completed the saddle star 1000 which is a thousand miles in 24 hours I did a loop around Lake Michigan here in like Wisconsin Midwest area and after that, I had my sights set on the 48 states in 10 days challenge. And so it's riding to the, all the lower 48 states here in the U.S. Um, in under 10 days. So I thought, all right, why not? I'm going to do this. But I didn't. I could have been capable of doing it on my bike. It just would have taken me a lot longer and a lot more planning and a lot more stops. So I actually reached out to Harley Davidson and they were able to lend me one of their newest bikes, the um, Pan America for the 48 and 10. So I was like, all right, there's no turning back now. I've got everything planned out. I've got the bike ready to go. And so I just decided to, to do that trip for 2021. That was my, my next one. I just, I don't know. I thought I was capable of doing it. There was no second guessing it. I just had to had to write it so yeah awesome so how did that one go <laughs> it was an adventure in itself uh I hit probably every possible except for snow I did not hit snow but I hit like two at least two full days of riding in straight rain and 117 degree weather or temperatures up down in California it was windstorms fire uh, firestorms. I don't know what, but riding through Arizona, I just, anything imaginable that you could expect riding in the middle of summer is what I t- like had to endure, but it was the best, best ride for me was just to see all different parts of the country. And I loved, I loved it. I do it again yeah. in a heartbeat. <laughs> that is amazing. 
And so like how many hours a day are you doing to really cover that much ground? Um, so when I broke it out, I think I averaged about 14 to 15 hours of riding a day. And so if you kind of tailor in the two hours for stopping for gas and breaks and whatnot, it was, yeah, about 14 to 15 hours straight of riding. Wow, that's crazy. Because like... (laughs) I am so one of these riders where I'm like an hour in, I'm like, yeah, I think I need to stop Good. now and I need to yep. stretch it out. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'd be oh, capable but, of doing it. <laughs> but with that bike though, there was just, I don't know. It was a completely stock bike. There wasn't anything that I did to it. I may have added like some pass or some foot pegs for highway pegs on it. But other than that, that bike was just what it was. And so for me, it, fit me so well to a T that I was comfortable riding it for hours upon end too. So I guess I got lucky in that sense that I could just keep going and keep riding with it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess that does just go to show then if you really have a bike that fits you so well and is that mm-hmm. comfortable, it make you can ride longer. I mean, you know, I'm judging this off of my sportster, which yeah. you know, as you know, <laughs> is not <laughs> and I've slammed it to the ground like it's not set up for long distance. Mm-hmm. So definitely but need there, to stretch that off. There are individuals, um, actually, I forget his name, but he set up his Sportster to ride long distance, and that's what he rides, and that's what he is most comfortable on, too. So, like, you can make it work if you really, really want it to, but for some reason, that Pan Am just fit me so well that I could go, because I did a coast-to-coast ride at the end of January last year, so I went from California the coast of California to the coast of Florida in 45 hours, so less than two days. And I rode a Yamaha FJR and that bike just completely wrecked me. Like I was not, not set out to be comfortable on that. And it was, it was a hard ride. So for me, you compare the two, like you could go multiple, multiple days, but two days on that bike. And I was, I was done. (laughs) (laughs) so again I guess that does just prove it to yourself like it makes such a difference just picking the right bike and it's not going to be the same one for everyone either is it it's going to be different absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah oh cool so what's next on the list then um I have uh two on the docket for this year there's a more Midwest focused one that I haven't released yet, but it's going to be pretty epic for May of this year. And then in late June, early July, I'm going to do the ultimate coast to coast insanity ride through the Iron Butt Association. So it's going from Key West, Florida, like the bottom of there, all the way up to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, and back down. Uh, that is my goal for July. So yeah, nice. those two big ones on it. I'm just trying to beef up my resume to at least get some more long distance rides under my belt to be able to do some of the iron butt rallies and long distance rallies. That's my goal. Sure. So like at the moment, are you just doing this as like a personal goal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't like once like it just hits my brain, I can't turn it off and I need to be able to to see it through. So these are the two that have been um, sitting for with me for probably about the last year or so that I need to be able to accomplish. So yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And then so like, is the long term goal entering like 
competitions like yeah mm-hmm. okay. yep ideally i would love to be able to be picked for the iron butt rally and this is a lot more there's a lot more skill that goes into it as far as the planning and the routing and all of that but i would love to partake in the iron butt rally and a bunch of the other long distance rallies so yeah that would be so cool and so mm-hmm. is this all on road that you're doing or any off road as well Pretty much. It's all on road, uh, mostly highways, just because of that um, time and mileage perspective. Like the more you can eat up on the highway, you're going to go quicker than you would off road. But there are some and I know with my ultimate coast to coast, once I get up in Canada and up to Alaska, the roads are going to be very interesting, so to speak. So, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be so different, isn't it? Like you can't just pin it in those kinds of places (laughs) not quite especially when there's probably little to no um help as far as just gas stations or anybody in that sense it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting ride yeah yeah for sure because like the the main long distance one that i've known of is the baja but that is all off-road i think oh yes pretty much all of it and that mm-hmm. looks crazy, you know, like I've seen some documentaries on that. That looks insane. That's a whole different beast in itself that individuals <laughs> Would you are. consider like an off-road one at some point? Uh, I would need a lot more experience before I would even try to tackle something like that. But I won't leave it off the off the plate I suppose maybe who knows yeah. <laughs> uh, you totally could do it I, I really think you could. You've got that determination. Oh. Right. Thank you. We'll we'll see. But for right now, I'm just trying to at least get what I can done here um, in the states that I can. So yeah, for yeah. sure. So the the next iron butts are like the ones that you actually do that are in competition. Where do they tend to run to and from? Um. So the iron butt rally is every two years, and so I believe it's this coming year. Uh, when I did my 48 states in 10 days challenge, they were actually competing in the rally itself too. So it's every two years, but it depends on where they choose anywhere in the states. And that's where they start and they do a whole, depends on where they take you and whatnot. So it's hard to say exactly where, but it's somewhere in the states for sure. Oh, It'll so take you all the way up cool. to. It mm-hmm. changes every year, every year, um, every two yeah. years when it happens. Oh, that's good, no isn't set. it? Yeah, yeah, no set, but they can take like depending on where you route yourself to, depending for points and all of that, it could take you up to Canada, up to Alaska, or even down to Mexico too. I know with the 2021 and the borders being closed, they couldn't get into all of those countries and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool to not know what to expect. Yeah, that adds a lot more um, surprise element to it, doesn't it? And absolutely, yeah, keeps it interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> so, how long have you been riding for? Uh, so, my husband and I got our license. Oh gosh, probably about nine, ten years ago. But I could count on maybe two hands the amount of times I actually rode the bike that we shared. So, I don't really consider myself starting to ride until about 2019. Once I had, um, we had two kids. I have, once I had my daughter and I got back on the bike, that's when I really started to get into riding. So, 2019, early 2020 timeframe is pretty much when I started. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's quite interesting that you actually got your license, but Mm -hmm. only rode a handful of times. 
Yeah, we sold our bike probably a couple months after we actually got it because we were expecting our son and it just wasn't wasn't feasible to have a motorcycle loan and all of that. So we just decided this is probably for the best, but I regretted it instantly. And I just was holding on to it for the next five, six years or so until we finally got our got our bikes and I got my Sportster. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess it's priorities, and sometimes they can't always have like the things you want if you've got a young family and has yeah. to come first, doesn't it? It does, and that's where I realized. But once, because I regretted us selling the bike, I knew that once we had our daughter, I was like, I am not going to let that hold me back from from riding at all. So I just pretty much took a one eighty perspective and said, All right, I'm going to do this no matter how like how hard it's going to be for you know finding coverage for the kiddos and timing wise like there's only a certain amount of times that I can get out and ride like I don't really have the luxury that I could go every single weekend like some others individuals do but like I will make the most of the time that I can and so this is where I only have those two really big rides for this year but I'm gonna make it make it worth it for worth my time so yeah sure oh awesome and because I suppose this it's more than just the skill of riding like you must have to train in terms of fitness to physically be able to do (laughs) that much riding trying I'm trying to I know there's it's always a good benefit to have that endurance built up from a physical perspective too so yep the the more I can do to make it easier on myself the better yeah, sure. You've got to do like loads of glute work so that you've got really strong <laughs> bum muscles. If, if I need to pick up my bike and all that, yeah, that's, that's a good possibility. <laughs> <laughs> and so does your husband ride much now with you? He does. He actually sold his bike in April. He wanted to do more of the off-roading and like soup up his truck and do certain things like that. So our priorities are a little bit different, but like we can go still go out and rent a bike together and um, go out and ride. So, yep, just not as in-depth as what I tried to do for motorcycling perspective, but he does. (laughs) Well, that's fair enough. I mean, it's kind of, it is more on the extreme side. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome though. Like I can't actually imagine doing something like that, but the feeling of achievement must be like, amazing like I've done this this is so fantastic yeah it's part of the reason why so when I did the ultimate coast to coast trip it was in the middle of January last year and temperatures dropped down to like low 20s Fahrenheit in both Texas and Florida it was one of the more colder days that they had seen winter wise and so I realized I am probably the only one out here doing this kind of challenge and to kind of put it into perspective of like nobody else is out here doing it. It gives you kind of that little, little pat on the back going, yes, you, you were able to accomplish what you set out to do. So for me, it's just more fuel to the fire of, okay, what else, what else can I do? Yeah, that's so cool. I love it. So what was it like jumping back onto your sportster after riding the Pan Am? <laughs> I It was completely different. So I returned the bike when I finished my 48 states in 10 days. I returned the bike back to corporate and I hopped back on mine and I had forward controls for my sportster. So like I immediately put my feet down where it's kind of more of a... Um, 
mid controls, like very passive for Pan Am. And I was like, oh, there is no foot pegs there. And like, I just could not, I could not get used to, used to the bike. And just, there was no heated grips. There was no digital display. Like I had all, all of the bells and whistles on that Pan Am. And I went back to a very, a 20 year old bike. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it was a different change. I know what you mean. I, I actually, um, I'd done a similar thing. When the Sportster S first come out, mm, yeah. I had a go on that. And my Sportster has mid controls. So okay. I'm used, I mean, I say mid, it, it, it they are, they're, they're slightly more forward, but yeah, it's more mid. And I'm so yeah. used to that. And like the second I got on that Sportster S, I was like, this just feels weird. weird. Like straight away, (laughs) you know, my legs go in for mid. So I'm like, oh, missing it every time. (laughs) But that engine though, is completely like, so I went from a carb, um, carb bike to that. And I had a chance to ride the Sportster S and the Pan Am and just that engine alone. I was like, oh, this brings me back. Like I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Yeah, they, the new engine, it is so smooth, isn't it? And mm-hmm. like, it's almost like it's got a lot of torque, hasn't it? You don't have to be, you can be in the higher gears and still like pull away no problem Absolutely. or whatever. Yep. That's, yeah, that is quite nice. Have you rode the new Nightster yet? I have not. It's on my list to, to try out. So Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's again, you know, with that newer engine, you've just, you've got that it's almost like that extra bit of um I, I don't know how to explain it but it just wants mm-hmm. to go all the time Absolutely. you can just yep. you're on the motorway you can open it up and it's still got more like it's really good <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic yeah it's awesome so what's one of your like most happiest or cherished moments on a bike um i think for me it would be So during my 48 states in 10 days challenge, I had to meet a certain point of the, of the challenge to get service done for the bike. And after that, so like after those couple days, I knew it was like smooth sailing. I was like, oh, I can easily finish this. And I was out on an open road somewhere in Nevada. I believe the sun was just coming up. The mountains were, um, on either side of me, there was nobody else on the highway. I was just out there ripping it, trying to get up to the Bonneville Salt Flats. And I was like, this is, this is exactly where I want to be. This is where I should be. Like, I had no doubt whatsoever that, like, this, no, no questions asked. So for me, I think that was it just because I, I don't know. There was just something about that moment that I think was the happiest for me that makes sense (laughs) yeah that's amazing sometimes it is when you're just in like the elements like that isn't it Mm -hmm. and you just like you can feel everything that's going on around you and it's an amazing feeling it really is it is it is you can't put it into words almost where it's just like a wave overcomes you you're like yes it's exactly exactly it so yeah that is so true that is so true like people that I speak to about that like other bikers and stuff it does seem to be something everyone can just agree on that 
you you can't describe those moments when you're no. in them and you know you've got an amazing sunset and you've just done an incredible ride and like just that feeling of being so free and in the moment it's like you can't really describe that to someone you have to do it you have to do it you have to be there absolutely yeah definitely so what about the other end of the spectrum then (laughs) what's like one of your most scariest or dangerous moments you've had uh I'm sure there are questionable moments that other people would be like uh why are you attempting to do this or why are you putting yourself through these moments and I think there was times during again, the 48 states in 10 days or like my coast to coast one where it got down to the 20s and there was ice and things like that, that most people would be like, all right, I'm done. Like, I'm just clock me out. I don't want to do this. And for me, I've probably had those moments, but I don't think of them as the most scariest, but I think others would consider it. I don't know. Um, I haven't hit that mark of like, okay, what's my ultimate, but Riding in rainstorm and thunder and lightning on both sides, or there's like a f- fire going through Arizona and you've got firestorms or whatever it is that you could see an orange glow on one side of the highway and your smoke is like filling up the sides of the highway from it too. Like there's moments like that that I'm like, um, okay, this is not the best choice, but we're still going to keep going. <laughs> yeah that but it's out of your control you can't really you can't really control the weather but you just gotta see what you're capable of doing and that's one thing where I'm not gonna question it because I just have to keep going with what I had planned and if it works out then good (laughs) (laughs) yeah I totally know what you mean I guess when you're there and in the moment sometimes you can just have a feeling and you've just got to follow your gut and yeah sure you can't control the weather and this crazy stuff's going on but you're no. there and you're doing it like do you really want to turn around and go home you've now. come so far exactly exactly yeah I could imagine that's what keeps you going in those times definitely that was that's so mad though having thunder and lightning both sides and then also having <laughs> fire all around it was insane. And then hitting up to seven, 117 degrees, I think it was, in Needles, California. And I was in a black one-piece suit. It was just – I had a gentleman in a truck next to me pull out his phone and start recording me. And I was like, either he thinks I am just absolutely insane or like like the complete opposite. Like he had to videotape this to get me – doing whatever I was doing because I didn't have a choice. Like I had to get to California to get my last um, receipt that I just like, well, this is what it is. And most think that I'm probably insane for doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's mad. You must have just been like, who's this person videoing me? (laughs) It kept me like, it kept my mind more distracted in the sense because it just felt like a hot blow dryer on your face like you can't get any sort of relief when it comes to riding in that sort of degree weather that it was just it was nuts (laughs) yeah I mean actually I did I've had some struggle with that when we done our trip in the summer it was in a heat wave so we we got as down far down as Italy and Mm -hmm. It was like 40 degrees 
I don't know what that is, Fahrenheit. I don't know the comparison. <laughs> it's bloody hot. I just say that. <laughs> and it was tough going, you know. I had like my protective trousers on, a jacket, mm. my helmet. It really is a hairdryer blowing in your f- you cannot get away from it even at 60 miles an hour you cannot get away from it it's really hard really hard. and it takes it takes a lot out of you more than you realize too so when I hit that gas station I like went to the bathroom I stripped down and everything that I could and just sat there for about 10 minutes going I need to cool off I need to get some sort of relief because it's just it's a lot yeah and you have to be careful not to get like heat stroke and stuff like that in those times Mm -hmm. nope because you are literally even though your skin's covered like you are in the sun the whole time time. aren't you yep yeah you've got to be careful of that like and in a one suit as well it's probably even worse like at least I sort of like pulled the zip down on my jacket a little bit and I was trying to sort of air out but (laughs) no I had a full Gore-Tex black suit and it was not my best oh Gore-Tex as well (laughs) (laughs) I had the protection but other than that it did not have any sort of relief as far as ventilation goes so yeah So what would you rather then, ride in extreme heat or extreme cold? Oh, I would do heat in a heartbeat just because the cold takes so much more out of you as far as like no matter how many layers you put on, then you just feel so, you don't feel as um, as normal as you could because you've got layers upon layers upon layers. So yeah. I'd ride in the heat all day long. That's, yeah. that's fine with me. So yeah. Yeah. Give me I another 117 degree day. <laughs> I'd actually say the same as you, like the cold is just so different. And yes. I feel like when the, co- like you can cool down, but once the cold gets in, it's so hard to warm up. Like, and no. you can't feel yep. your fingers and your toes. And I try and like move my hands like that if they get really cold and it's just Doesn't not do much. fun. Yep. It's not fun. Exactly. So <laughs> no, I would choose that. And I live in the Midwest here and we, I think it was like a negative 19 yesterday or two days ago. So I'm used to the cold, but even so you can't. You just can't get warm. So yeah, 100%, sure. 100% agree. <laughs> what what state is it you're in? Wisconsin. Oh, okay, sure. I'm still yeah. learning the map of America. The states. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a bit mental one, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty much right in the middle, right near um, border of Canada and all that. So. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, so you do get a lot more of like the both sides of the extreme weather there then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's cool though. So do you not really get out in your sportster much in the winter? So I actually sold my sportster in June of this oh. last year. Um, okay. And I there was two a dear friend of ours who was learning to ride and wanting to learn to ride. So for me, I didn't feel as bad getting getting rid of it per se, because I know it's going to go to a good home and I could easily pick up the bike again if he decides to upgrade or do something else. Um, so I let go of that in June and I actually took ownership of the same Pan Am I had for my 48 States in 10 days challenge. Like I was able to take ownership of that exact bike. So that's the one I have sitting in my garage oh, right now. Is Amazing. That amazing. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. So 
So would you say the Pan Am is like your dream bike? I wasn't expecting it to be before I did my 48 and 10. But now every time walking in the garage, I'm like, yep, this is this is it. This is the bike. (laughs) Nice. That's so cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show you a picture that I've seen on your Instagram. Okay. And I'll get you to explain like what's going on in there. Uh, (laughs) Let me just pull it up. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there was a few really awesome ones, but this one (laughs) is so cool. I guess. That's a Bonneville Salt Flats for me. So that was during my 48 States in 10 Days Challenge. When I realized I was only like 10 miles away from the Salt Flats, I had to like eat up an extra 30 minutes just to get some photos of me. And I'm glad I did because I didn't have any other time to do so. So it was... It was pretty cool. I wish I could have ripped it like down the salt flats and did some racing and see how fast it could actually go. But that's to another time. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so cool there. So can Mm -hmm. people just ride and drive or whatever, like all over it? However much. Pretty much. Yeah, there is different cars and different bikes. I actually met a father daughter duo that was on. I think he had like a little sidecar for his daughter and they were out just exploring for the summer too. So you can take bikes, you can take vehicles out. I know there's a stretch of it that you can actually do some racing and get like certain times. I swear I'm not too familiar from that side of it, but it's just all flat salt and you've got the mountains around you. Not used to seeing any of that here in the Midwest. I don't really get that luxury. So for me, it was just an out of like out of this world experience for me. Yeah. It, they, it is absolutely gnarly. I've managed to see the salt flats in Bolivia. Okay. And because uh, I don't know how many places in the world have it, but I'm, it's not many, is it? I don't know if no. it is literally just those two places or not. I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to see it in Bolivia and it is like crazy. It was um, the rainy season when I went there as well. So there was okay. a small layer of water, water over the whole thing, which gives Whoa. it this like mirrored effect. So you sure. feel like you're just in the sky um, because it's just so crazy. cloud touching. Yeah, it's mental. Really crazy. Sign me up. I'll be over there in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just curious if like the, the salt flats there had like a rainy season that you could mm. tie it in with... Um, the water and stuff. I'm not sure exactly. And I'm not, uh, I don't live out in that part of the country to really know for sure. But it's just, it's, it's a crazy experience just to have all white for miles upon end that you can just see going for forever. So yeah, it's so cool. Really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to move on to a few sort of random questions, but they'll tie into what's going to happen next. So okay. I need to know what's your favorite food, dream destination and favorite car if you have oh, one. Uh, let's do so favorite food wise, I would say fresh bread and butter like freshest warmest bread that you can get like I could live off of live off of that for days yeah. upon end <laughs> me too actually oh so it's just and something so comforting as well yes, yes. <laughs> done done it could be breakfast lunch and dinner it does not matter to me I would for live sure. off of 
live off of that. Um, As far as destination goes, I I almost want to say the entire world just because I would love to see more of it besides being here in the States. Uh, There are so many spots that I would love to out in the UK, of course, and like uh, there's just – I would love to hold do a whole loop of the entire world on the bike. That would be one epic journey for sure. So I've hit yeah. every every state except for Alaska, but I'll hit Alaska in July of this year. So there's like, okay, I've marked everything off that I could. I need to go see more. And it just it's gotta be the entire entire world. So Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> What about and then car so i have the new ford bronco um and i would love to have an old old original bronco style that would be really sweet for me just to kind of have new and old versus that oh, so nice. i think a ford bronco mm-hmm. what so is that a truck mm-hmm, kind of like a little bit of a suv ish uh, mix of okay. both okay nice so yeah. we're gonna have a game of would you rather Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the your fan America is a, is at stake with all of this. So oh, Okay. <laughs> would you rather have your bread and butter and be able to eat it, you know, all day, every day, as much as you like, but never mm-hmm. be able to ride the Pan America again? I would give it up. I'd ride for sure. <laughs> You really love that bike. <laughs> I do. I do. It's so crazy to think about because I really wasn't expecting to be as obsessed with it as I was. But then after I had to return it back, I knew that I was like, this is this is the bike for me. And this is the bike that's going to take me long distances and what I feel comfortable on. It was just, it fit me so well that I knew it, I, had to, I had to have it. So yeah, I would give it up. I would. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Well... <laughs> This next one, you've sort of uh, shot yourself in the foot a little bit here. But <laughs> so, would you rather have your Pan America or travel the rest of the world on a different bike? But you cannot do it on the Pan America. <sighs> mm, I would still then travel. I would think I would yeah. take that. Yeah, yeah there's just something bike. about that experience that you can't really get away, and if it has to be on a different bike then it has to be on a different bike so. <laughs> that's fair enough yeah. so, <laughs> what about your Ford then if you had like your new Ford car SUV mm. or your Pan America which one would you choose I would do the bike I would do the bike even though it would be probably impossible to take my kiddos to and from school in the middle of winter I would find a way to do it so. <laughs> you can put them in the little luggage boxes you know, yeah, that's all they need i'll get i'll stuff them in there with some blankets we'll be good <laughs> put some ice tires on it it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> have you got your kids on the bike yet um so just when i took ownership of it in september where they started school so i took my i picked up my son from school just recently with it uh, then, but I have not had a chance to now that it's gotten colder. So I'm hoping 
later this uh, spring, summer, for sure he'll be able to ride with me because now he can touch the passenger bags. My daughter is still too young to be able to to ride with me. She's got some squirrel moments. Like I'll take her around the block, but that's that's the extent I will take with her yet. Yeah, so. sure. Oh, that's fair enough. Do they both have an interest like, in your motorbike and stuff? Um, My daughter, not so much, but my son, for sure. Like he would love his own dirt bike. And if we had some um fields or some area to rip around with you would love that but we just don't um here in the city so I know if he could he would and so I think that's it. the more I can get him out on my bike I think he'll he'll enjoy it too so yeah we'll see 100% oh that's yeah. really sweet so to wrap things up then wait I've got one more question to ask sure you. if you could go back in time to when you first started riding what advice would you give yourself? Oh, gosh. I would say don't let anything hold you back. And I wish like I didn't, like I said, I regret leaving or selling our bike and doing all of that. But like, it'd be crazy to think about if I kept going when we first got our license, where I would be at right now. But at the same point, like you can't control it. But I would say just don't let anything hold you back in just take, go after it when you can. So that's yeah. my mentality. And I, it would be crazy to put into perspective now that I've started two, three years ago doing these long distance rides where I would be at how many years ago now. So. Yeah. yeah. So you've totally surprised yourself mm-hmm. like if you, when you first started riding, if you'd known what you'd be doing. I now, had no you'd... idea. No idea. Oh, I love it. It's like, it's cool, isn't it? How you start something with no intention of it being more than just what you think it is. And it can just snowball into something totally random, really, to what you would ever imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wouldn't change it if I could, but it's just one of those things where now I've seen my passion and what I'm obsessed with and there's gonna there's nothing holding me back from trying to do the next thing that I can. So yeah. yeah, definitely. And I am a strong believer in everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Yes. So now is the time you're supposed to be doing this. So I guess you just focus on that, don't you? Exactly. Yep. What else can I do now? What else? What more can I do the next day? That's the Absolutely. Well, I'm going to look forward to seeing you on the podium of Iron Butt and all these all these gnarly rallies. I'm going to see – I'll look forward to seeing you. Oh, <laughs> that would place. be awesome. That would be awesome. It's like 11 day. the rallies are 11 days long, and the winner of the 2021 or 2021 had like 13,000 miles put on the bike in that 11 days. So it's going to be a crazy ride, but I'm I'm excited and hopeful that I'll be able to partake in it. So – yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. I'll really look forward to following your journey on it and thank seeing you. all your times and everything. So yeah, best of luck with everything. And thank you so much for speaking with me today. Absolutely. I'm coming over there and we're going to ride together at some point. We've yes. got to make this happen. <laughs> Definitely. I would love that. You're welcome anytime. Sweet. Thank you for listening or watching this episode of Bike Chick Chat. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to give it a like, thumbs up, subscribe, follow, all that jazz. You know what to do. And if you'd like to see more from Wit and myself, don't forget you can check us out on socials. I'll tag in the description below all the links to our social medias and whatnot. 
and I'll look forward to seeing you on the next one. <laughs>